The test sentence is, oh no, where did Versailles go? Oh no, where did Versailles go? Oh no, where did Versailles go? <laughs> okay. More emotion. I did that. That was emotion. Be sad. Oh no, where did Versailles go? Right, Why do you have like an English <laughs> accent now? <laughs> it's the only way I could say how sad it was. <laughs> tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A new Safari Zone, a shake-up to the Water-type meta, new raid bosses, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the GoCast podcast. It's January 6th, 2019. We made it, y'all. We're in the year 2019. Thank goodness. People wrote Happy books New about year. this year a long time ago. Happy New Year. Um, and none of them were even close. Good riddance. Uh, I'm happy to report that the future is a lot more boring than we originally thought it might be a decade ago, two decades ago, maybe even a century you know, the further back you go, the more disappointing it becomes. We were supposed to have hover cars by now. We were supposed to have hover cars a number of years ago, in the year 2000, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Do we have any more sleepy people that make predictions like Nostradamus? Or There was a guy who kept predicting that the world was going in, but I think after the third time it didn't happen, people stopped giving him credit. I'm talking about reliable sources. Cause I know. I, know. I, I don't, don't know if there's I anybody else. I don't think else. those exist, no. Is Nostradamus even reliable, or did he just make up a bunch of stuff and some of them stuck, and people were like, oh, he was right. I think there's some talk back Maybe and forth on that. Or is the secret to be as vague as possible? That's it. It's the fortune cookie effect. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. In the spirit of that and appealing to the mass audiences out there, just like he did, this is a podcast. And that's it. Wow. Look accurate. how right we are. Wow. Goodness. All right. Anyway, my name's Chris. Uh, I'm the host for the show. And with me this week, as always, I've got Ness. Hello. And Kyle. Hiya. We're all here. Uh, we made it through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And the days that come afterwards, which are arguably the hardest, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're at work and doing things. And, and you're, you're writing like, 2018 well. on all of your, your papers still. And you're trying to hold yourself accountable to new changes you want to do, new resolutions, as it were. Or, you know, maybe some goals you had set yourself prior oh. to this year. Oh, oh, look at that. That was a beautiful segue, oh, wasn't no. it? All right. Well, we played some Pokemon Go this week. Some of us had a better time than others, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. we all had a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I don't know. I'm already just projecting onto this <laughs> ahead of time. But uh, with Ness, yes, you had four goals, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them was the Battle Kyle. Yes, we did that. Oh, yes. We did like that. an hour yes. ago. <laughs> an hour ago? Okay. It still counts. We haven't it recorded does. yet. It so it's perfect. Uh, 200,000 experience? Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Did you get a new Gen 4 that I didn't trade to you? Yes. What'd you get? Skaroopy. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, we, we got did. it together, we, though. Yeah, we caught it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But great. you didn't trade it to me, so... That's no. the point. The cap. I pointed I it out it. and said we should go over there, and then yes. she caught it herself. Yes, it was great. Mm-hmm. What about a Gly score? No, 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 no. Sinistorm this week whatsoever. Nope. Very close. Mm-hmm. But that one wasn't on you. That's pretty much just like a luck thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, well, three goals out of four is not yeah. bad. It's a seventy-five percent. That's a C. It's wow. A strong C. I mean, thanks. Depends <laughs> on where you went to school. <laughs> 
I guess it does. And the curve therein. Uh, so right now you're sitting in the curve. You're actually at an A. Yes. Good for you. All right, Kyle, 200,000 experience? Yes. Did you do four PvP battles daily, so one trainer and three friends? I did not. How well did you do with that? Uh, I mean, I did I did the trainer every day, okay. but I, I, didn't, I didn't even do a fraction of the player battles. Okay. Well, that being said, did you get any Sinnoh stones? I got one. I got one Sinnoh stone this week, so. Did you use it? I used two Sinnoh stones this week. I still have two or three to use. So, and those were Magmortar, Weavile. Magmortar and Weavile. Awesome. Those are good ones. Uh, and then any Gen 4. Do we want to not include Sinnohstone Evolutions or do we want to include? Yeah, I'm not. No, no. I'm talking no. about the ones that the ju- I was talking about the ones that ones just came out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. No, I was. Got a, I've got a story for that one. So yesterday was like the first really nice day we've had for Pokemon mm-hmm. Go around here in a, you know, in six weeks. It was like nice. 45 degrees. And yeah, it was 45, 50. It was great. And so me and my girlfriend were driving around. We had some stuff to do. We had Pokemon Go open. I was using my plus to spin stops and everything. And I see a Krogunk right as we're like turning the corner into a small neighborhood. And so I click on it, razz it, and use a great ball and throw it. It instantly breaks out and runs. Wow. And I'm like, no! <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, there was a crow gunk over there. And she hits the brakes, parks the car, and then she goes and walks over to try and catch it. I stay in the car because I have food. Moping. And oh. <laughs> it breaks out of one throw for her, too. Wow. Ooh, yeah. What happened with so. that? That's strange. And it was it was green, she said, for her circle. And I was just like, that's just a bummer. So we get back in the car. We drive like 30 feet and then a, a bronzor shows up on like the radar. Okay. Second chance. Second chance. It was like uh, in the grass. So it's just in the wild. Mm-hmm. And we're in a neighborhood filled with dead ends. <laughs> so we're like, oh boy. So we're going to try a couple streets and see how it works out. So we drove down one. It wasn't there. We drove down the next one. Disappeared from the radar. We drove down a third, and it wasn't there. And we're like, okay, we're not hitting every single street in this neighborhood. Sounds like when we tried to find that Typhlosion that one time. That wild Typhlosion? Yeah, it was in yeah. somebody's, like, in the corner of three backyards, and we didn't feel okay <laughs> going into their backyard. that was aggressively yeah. trying to defend that backyard. <laughs> like, out of respect for you, young pup, absolutely not. We'll stay here. That's okay. I think we spent probably 25 minutes just circling around that area, though, yes, trying to find uh, it. Just trespassing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, we were on public streets. It was the yards we didn't go we into okay. that he was living in. We were very close to trespassing. Yes. Very close. Let's make that clear. We did not trespass. So you didn't find the bronze ore? You did. Did not. No. Oh! Did not. Sorry. And then I didn't see a single other one on like the radar at all mm-hmm. yesterday. Not one. Yeah, they're fairly rare. Did you find they were after the event spawns ended, right? Yeah. So after the yeah. ice spawns were not boosted anymore? Okay. And then yeah. just... <laughs> Just to add a little salt in the wound, my girlfriend just texted me before we started, and she caught a wild drapeon while she was parked for gas. A wild drapeon? Yeah, wild drapeon. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's a good catch, because not only is it rare, but she also saved herself the trouble of having to farm candies. Skaroopy. So I'm still top student right now. You're top student right now. By far. I've I've got an F. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> you did you did one out of three. So you're at a thirty three percent. So if the curve is seventy five percent and seventy five is the new one hundred, that's still enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, so well, I'm going to be in last place here because I did achieve quite a few things this week in Pokemon Go, but none of them were my goals at all. N- not even close. My first one was Shiny Honchcrow. I have the Sinnoh Stone for it. I just didn't pull the trigger because I just <laughs> didn't want to do it. I didn't realize how bad my Shiny well, my, my shiny Murkrow was. He's like 60%. And I remember saying that, but he's also really low CP. And I'm like, oh, is this even worth it? Do I want to save it for something else? I have some pretty good high CP, high IV, shiny Roselia. I should probably make into a Roserade first, but I haven't made up my mind yet. So that just didn't happen. That's an easy and complete whoopsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to do some more raids and I did do some more raids this week, but I wanted to do 10. I think I actually only did five, which is what I was kind of on the fence of saying last week I was going to do with only five. So uh, I'm in a big fat zero. So that being said, this week was pretty good for me in general, kind of off the script here from the from the goals. I caught a shiny pineco. You hatched it, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I, sorry, it. yes. I hatched Even a better. shiny pineco, which is better. You're right. Um, and I've caught, I want to say, four Skaroopy this week. One, no, two Weasel in the Wild. Wow. One wow. Bronzor. Wow. Um, and that's about, I think that's about it, which brings my Sinnoh medal all the way up to 51. Wow. I'm at 42. You're 42. I'm at yeah. 34. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, once you start doing your evolutions, you'll you'll catch up pretty, pretty oh, quick. Um, one more thing this week, I caught a shiny Growlithe. Oh, so, that's right. That's awesome. I see that? I'm very jealous. Did you see my yeah. lack of responses? Because I was fuming. I'm yes. so jealous. That's such <laughs> I, a good shiny. Yeah, I was so happy. It was just from a field research too, so wasn't even expecting anything. I just wow. claimed it, and I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, good deal, nice, nice, good for you, man. Ness, what else did we do this week that was exciting? Anything off? It goal? was New Year's. Yes. We we did something fun in Pokemon Go. I just remember what it was. What did we do together this we week? Battled <laughs> we, we battled Warren. We did battle a We battled at our New Year's party, a few people. Deoxys Attack Form. We did do Deoxys yeah. Attack Form. Oh, thanks X-ray. for reminding mm-hmm. me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, and we did not end up swinging by Kyle and, and stealing a pass from him for that second round. We had things to do that day. Mm-hmm. But I got one. Ness got one. Mm-hmm. How good was yours again? Pretty good, right? Yeah, at least a 90. Mine was the lowest IV I could get. <laughs> so is that like 80? No, it's like a 69%. Oh my God. It's awful. It's so bad. But you know what? He's he's there. Got the form. That's pretty much all I wanted. I'm not going to really use him for much of anything else. I think the only other thing that I did this week that was pretty crazy, and we're going to get to this in a second here when we talk about the hatchathon, but I've been hatching the eggs like a fiend because I've been going to the gym every day and using Adventure Sync to just do it. So... Take a wild guess of how many eggs I hatched this week. 65. You're so close. <laughs> You're so close, Ness. You want to choose? I'm going to tell you it's one off from him. Uh, 64. 66. Ugh. I had 66 oh. eggs this past week. Isn't that crazy? I don't think I've ever hatched that many eggs in my life before. That's a lot of eggs. Yes. Every single every single uh, treadmill session was nine eggs being hatched, let me tell you. <laughs> Look at you being healthy with the new year. I wouldn't say that. We did order pizza yesterday. We did. So I'm kind of at like I'm breaking even. You know what I mean? Hey, that's a good place to be. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun first week of 2019. And lots of new things have been kind of coming out, new information, stuff like that. that are sort of setting the tone for the beginning of 2019 in Pokemon Go. 
We talked about it a lot last week. We're going to talk about it this week now that we've learned more. That being said, why don't we hop into the news? So the first big piece of news this week is that there's going to be a Safari Zone January. This month that we're in right now, at the end of the month. And before you go and you get yourself all excited to go, it's in Brazil. It's in Porto Alegre. So that's pretty far away. And if you follow any of the Pokemon Go YouTubers on Twitter, as I do, a lot of them were like, wow, thanks for the heads up. I now have to plan a Brazil trip in like two weeks. Thanks for the turnaround time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are excited about it, but I know at least Mystic 7 was like, ah, this is going to be tight for me. <laughs> so that got me thinking about it. I'm wondering if maybe they should give more of a heads up before a big thing like this. because be they, nice. they did have an entire schedule, like months in advance mm -hmm. from last summer. Yeah. So this one kind of seems like an afterthought, but I remember that Brazil in particular was rather vocal about wanting an event so badly mm -hmm. that maybe they threw this thing together kind of haphazardly. They have a really good Pogo community from what I remember. There's a lot of really awesome pictures of them going out on community days and rallying they, together yeah. and doing a lot of stuff. They do a lot of community development stuff too, yep. like trash pickups and park cleanups mm -hmm. and things like that. But anyway, this first Pokemon Go Safari Zone 2019, like I said, it's in Porto Alegre. It's going to be from January 25th through the 27th. So it is the end of January. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single one of those days. So those three days. You're going to need to register for this event, but it is free. Uh, we'll have a link to the website in our show notes for this event if you feel like going. There's going to be some featured Pokemon. The featured regional is going to be Relicanth. Oh. So, you know. Those New Zealanders, it's becoming less I and less rare nowadays. I thought Tropius was over there. No? Tropius might be over there, but they're bringing Relicanth oh, in okay. there for the okay. event. Sure. Uh, Relicanth is only New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Only New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And so it's always exciting to see this guy kind of like break out into a new area of the world for some other people to get their hands on it. In addition to Relicanth, there's going to be Psyduck featured, which you're oh. like, ugh, that's kind of boring. Except that. People are really, really heavily expecting this to be the shiny that we get from this event. Oh. And there's going to be global, worldwide increased Psyduck spawns okay. <laughs> for this event. So and will it be like Pincer Day? It'll be like Pincer Day. Hopefully, you, you never know what the rates because sometimes like Wingle seemed to be less shiny rated than Pincer well, was. I don't know about that. Not for you. But for some other people, I don't know. It, the math is always kind of like skewed. It They kind of seem to kind of agree on like a window and the windows are similar, but they're not always the same per se. Maybe that's just the nature of the data that Silk Road collects, but who knows? Um, that being said, I'm Jazz for Psyduck because he's just blue. He's big blueberry duck. Baba D. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. I love it. Um, in addition to Psyduck, probably shiny, Bagon, Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup. That's exciting if you're at the event, but none of those will be increased spawns anywhere else. So Give me the get yourself to Brazil. <laughs> Everybody wants Piplups. People are still talking about Empoleons. Why does nobody care about Infernape or Toy Because I've already got them. Yeah. Why is it Piplup? Piplup was Piplup the one that didn't spawn as much. Chimchar and Turtwig are still spawning yeah. everywhere right now. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I saw like 10 on my way back to my house this morning. Mm -hmm. wow. At least by us, Piplup is not spawning very much, and it, it's the harder one the to place. find. Yeah, Chimchar, less so, but place. still. Yeah, Piplup is a no go. I only ever see Piplup when I go to work, which is in like an hour away from here. Yes, so I only ever see Piplup I when I'm on eggs. Lake Ooh. Michigan. There you go. Yeah, what gives? <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so the last little bit here about the Porto Alegre Safari Zone. The features that will be there are pretty stock for these sort of events. So special Pokestops, there's going to be photo ops, team lounges, and something that wasn't a GoFest, oh, some merchandise. merchandise. I'm still salty about that. They could have made a fortune yeah. He was so excited. He's like, let's bring a whole bunch of cash so we can get all of this merch. And we go, and they're like, we're not selling any merch. He's like, yeah, what? Like, there wasn't even a merch table. Was yeah, like, I brought all this to. cash. I was going to spend all of it. He was planning it was to. Only like, for he merchandise. budgeted it. Okay, yeah. Brought, yeah. Okay. L- l- let's not make it sound like I was like just rolling in with like, you know, <laughs> no. a, a gigantic roll of hundreds or something like that. No. I had brought like $100 in 20s. And mm-hmm. I was going to be like, this will get like a couple of shirts or something like that, you know. For both of us. Yeah. And I was, I was excited to have something to remember the event by other than like a paper Pikachu visor that yes. is I still have it it's and, okay uh, yeah so do we but i wouldn't wear it again you know what i mean no <laughs> but anyway i i'm excited for this event it sounds cool i'm excited for shiny psyduck um and if they get some cool merchandise i'm gonna be very jealous let me just say but hopefully if they get cool merchandise that means that in the future for go fest mm-hmm. that maybe they'll have some this year mm-hmm. and that would be really rad do you think go fest this year when we go will be part of your 500 raids of summer 100 percent well we hope so every single time you guys bring up 500 rates of summer i mm-hmm. get a little pit of anxiety <laughs> in my stomach uh and i also read all the emails and, and respond to people and post them in the show notes uh-huh. and stuff like that. they're starting to hashtag 500 rates of summer every, in the everybody emails. is starting to hashtag me 500 rates of summer all right next piece of news here is kind of a continuation from last week uh, we were talking about the research boxes and the big, huge pool of legendaries and stuff like that. Have either of you guys opened up a research box since then? Yes. What'd you get? I got a Lugia. Was it regular? It was regular. A Lugia and a Sinnoh Stone. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good for It was you. a good, it was on New Year's. I saved it until New Year's. I opened it up on January 1st and I got a Lugia and a Sinnoh Stone. That's awesome. Yeah. Kyle, you didn't open up a box this past week yet? No, not yet. I okay. uh, missed the day by accident. And so I'm two days away right now. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I got a Ho-O, regular okay. old Ho-O. So we both got the the special guys that came out this month. Which means right. I'm getting another Zapdos. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want you to finish all three of these months with just Zapdos, just so you can be the outlier. <laughs> Zapdos there. army. Funny. You know, that stinks. I'm sorry. Well, at least you're instinct and it makes sense. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> The other part of January and February that we didn't know last week that we're going to talk about this week was that the research tasks changed and the raid bosses changed mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So first up is the research tasks. We did know it was going to be kind of like a walk down memory lane sort of deal. And there's a huge list. And we'll link you guys to the, the uh, Pokemon Go Hub article that has all these things written. So if you want to go ahead and read them and figure out what's in there uh, for yourself as a personal point of interest. But we're going to go through and highlight some that we're interested in on the show. But it's a huge list, and I don't want to bore you. Kyle doesn't want to bore you. I don't think Ness wants to bore no, you. No, I'm good. Okay, no, none of us want to bore you. So uh, here's just a couple of highlights here. We're going to each pick out like two that we think are important for any particular reason. So the, the first one for me is make five great curveball throws in a row. That's going to be the new Spinda form. That's form number five. And then for those of you that are still working on your Meltan quest, if you catch 10 ice Pokemon, you get that one, the encounter is a Kabuto, and I know that you're going to need that for one of the steps in the Meltan quest. Spoilers. Yes. Let's see. I do like the catch three grass, water, or fire type, because that'll give you five silver pineapps. Yeah. That's also, good also, the definitely. spin 10 Pokestops gives you five silver pineapps. Yeah. The two that jump out to me, definitely use five raspberries to help catch Pokemon, because that's going to give you a Cubone. 
who has a shiny chance and spoilers is also part of the Meltan quest. Mm-hmm. A difficult step in the Meltan quest for a lot of people. And then another one, use an item to evolve a Pokemon, which will reward an Aerodactyl, also possible shiny. Also, spoilers, it's related to the Meltan quest. And so those two yeah. can be really helpful, even if you just have to hold on to them for a little while, if you're not there yet. I think they changed the quest for this one because it used to be win five raids got you an Aerodactyl. And I think they changed it because that was a little steep. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> a bit. Little, a little steep. But they are hiding Larvitar still behind that. Make three excellent throws in a row. And, uh, <sighs> you know, just... we've said our we've said our pieces about that in the past. Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever gotten no. that field research? I want to nope. know. No, I've never got. I've gotten the field research and no, probably threw yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. but have I actually gotten like, three excellent throws in a row? anybody actually completed that? It seems like a, such a waste of time. I've never had it on hand and completed it, but I've done three excellent throws in a row before. But that's because it was during the water event last year, and whalemers are like gimmies for that. So what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Again, the full list will have a link to it, to that Pokemon Go Hub article that has some really nice graphics. Um, it has a text-based one that you, you can download that and you know save it on your phone or whatever. Or there's some really nice ones that have great pictures on them. Simplify it down for you if you're more of a visual person like I am. Like, I look at these words, I'm like, Ugh. But I like seeing the picture of an Electabuzz. I get what's going on there. Next piece of news here, we did get new boxes as well. I forgot to mention these. In the shop. These are for, yes, these are for the new Hatchathon event, which we'll talk about in just a second here. But let's touch base on these terrible boxes really fast. So the first one in the special box for 480 coins, you're getting two premium red passes. Three incubators, regular ones, and two lucky eggs. You're really only getting a 38.06% discount on that. For the great box, that's three premium ray passes, five super incubators, three star pieces, three lucky eggs for 780. That's a 53.43% savings on that. Not that great historically. And the ultra box, the ultra box should save us, right? Yeah. Eight premium raid passes off to an okay start so far. 10 super incubators. I like what I'm seeing so far. Six regular incubators. What? Why? What? 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 Why would I ever do that? Okay. And then lastly, what what would really round this entire box of mediocrity out? Eight lure modules. And boom, there they are. Eight lure modules for 1480. (laughs) That's a 66.21% discount on this box. Do not buy this box. It doesn't know what it is it doesn't know what it's trying to accomplish our holiday boxes were like 300 percent saving right yes the last set of boxes yes that's that's looking at from a different perspective though that's savings not the discount of the entire thing per se i think that one was more of like a 70 70 plus yeah it was like 78 percent discount i think Mm -hmm. right and so it makes sense that this box is not as valuable right it it does but it's bizarre but why yeah it's not even the discount that's the problem yeah, it's the two different types of incubators, right? It's yeah. not even that either. It's okay. also lure modules. <laughs> when yeah. the previous box has star pieces in it. And we're going to mm. get into it in a moment, but the real benefit mm. for this event is the Stardust. Yeah. That's true. I'm just not a big fan. I feel I like know. the best one is the Great Box right now. It would be, but again, if you're looking the, at the, the percentage sale. discount. I know, right, I know. Not... But I mean, with the best things in it for the event, you have Raid Passes, Super Incubators, Star Piece, and Lucky Egg. Yes, yeah, so that that's is the really dream, that's all the dream you box. need. Yeah. yeah, That's what the box for the holiday was and the Ultra Box just at greater value. Yep. I don't know. Um, I understand they have to change things up. And if they these boxes start to resemble each other too much during these events, that it would be kind of boring and kind of lame. 
still. Yeah. I'm caught between these incubators. It's killing me. I looked at like, what is going on here? I don't want regular incubators. Why a would I spend money on that? A little bit off the mark, I think. Yeah, kind of. But let's yeah. talk about that hatchathon vent, which is the reason that we got so many incubators in two different types in this ultra box for the event. So this event, this hatchathon event, is going on for two weeks. It started on January 2nd, and it's going through the 15th at the regular time that these events start and end. So 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So what you're looking at here basically for the the event bonuses is twice the amount of stardust for hatching eggs, twice hatch candy as well, and then allegedly five kilometer eggs and ten kilometer eggs are supposed to be dropping more often from Pokestops. But if you ask anybody, those 2Ks, they're still coming out rather rapid fire. Yeah. So let's look at some of these bonuses for stardust uh, windows. Actually, you know what, Kyle? Did you want to talk about this? Because I know that you're, you're, you were talking about the big benefit being starters from this event. Sure. Normally, two-kilometer eggs are going to give, you know, 400, 800 stardust. 5K and 7K are going to give 800 to 1,600. And then 10K are going to give 1,600 to 3,200. We're all kind of used to that. Almost don't even notice the stardust when an egg pops, personally. Right, right. It just kind of mm-hmm. happens. But for the event, doubling all of that, where you're really going to see it is going to be in – the 10 kilometer eggs, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's 3,200 to 6,400 stardust from one 10 kilometer egg. And if you hatch them all at the same time, that's nine eggs. I'm not doing the rapid fire math because it's <laughs> not why I went to school. It's a lot of stardust. It's a lot of stardust. But if you're actually competent, which I'm not, and you time <laughs> it all to have a star piece active at the same time, you can get upwards of 10,000 stardust per 10 kilometer egg that's insane that's pretty crazy and the two kilometer is at 2400 at the high end with the star piece which is still nothing to sneeze at it's still higher than the low end of 10k would have been yep and normally so if you if you have enough incubators and you put them all in at the same time and you have your walks timed you can get massive value out of star pieces here more than pretty much anywhere else you can except maybe a community day with star piece bonuses i would agree um and the nice thing is that it's not for three hours so you can continually time these things and kind of get into a rhythm of nine in nine out nine in nine out if you really need to and if you need to fill the holes in the amount of eggs that you do or don't have from stops for the day still you should feel encouraged probably to put those seven kilometer eggs in there because the seven kilometer egg pool is actually pretty good right now with the babies that are the shinies yeah rio lose in there he's not in 10ks anymore Yeah, it's looking pretty good. One thing I will say, though, that I noticed while I was hatching a lot this week was that if you don't have a star piece active when they start hatching. So let's say the first one hatches and in between the animation after you close the first Pokemon before the second second egg hatches, I thought to myself, okay, cool. That's a good time to try to beat beat it to the punch and put a star piece on. If you put the star piece on, even though the Stardust will pop up with the candies after every single hatch animation... Those have already actually been credited to your account. Mm-hmm. Kind of oh, like if you no. look, yeah, mm-hmm. if you look at your Pokemon storage as well in the middle of hatching, you can actually see where you're about to hatch ahead of time. Yep. So it credits you the Pokemon, the Stardust, and the experience prior to the animations, and the animations just roll. Yep. So you're oh, not being smart. You're piece. not getting ahead. Yeah, you're not getting ahead of the mm-hmm. game trying to put it on there. It didn't make any difference for me. I wasted like four star pieces like that because I thought I was being. Again, 
smart and ahead of the game. That's not the case. It has to be active mm-hmm. before any of them hatch at all. I've noticed that because I'm in a lot of dead zones downtown. I'll pull up my Pokemon storage and I'll be like, oh, how did I get all of these Pokemon? And I'll be like, oh, those are egg Pokemon. Yeah. So they're already in. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm curious to know why that's the case. I'm sure it's a coding thing. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to hatch all these things at once. I'm sure to have them like have priority. And if you're hatching in the middle of something, it's better to have them all credited to you all at once instead sure. of if you log out or crashes or what have you. But yeah, yeah I was kind of disappointed to find that out. I thought I was really, <laughs> I was really trying to get ahead of the curve, but I guess, I guess not. That's okay. Oh, well. That's okay. What about these new raid bosses? Ness, you want to talk to us about those? Yeah. So there are a lot of raid bosses that we've seen, but they're pretty good. So first tier is Magikarp, which can be shiny. Makuhita, also shiny. Wilmer, my favorite, which can be shiny. Shinx, shiny. And Buizel is still there with a non-shiny chance. Tier two is Sandslash. We have Croconaw, Breloom, and Mawile, which can be shiny. I'm excited about the Breloom being in there, though. That's pretty cool. I'm excited about Croconaw. Yeah. Is... Sand Slash got a shiny chance now, or is that not been no. unlocked globally yet? Uh, it is unlocked globally, but it doesn't look like it's available not for the raid boss. Raids. I think you have to okay. catch a Sand Shrew. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think. And then for tier three, we still have Shiny Alolan Raichu, Machamp, Starmie, Donphan, and Sharpedo. Tier four, we have Golem, Shiny Alolan Marowak, which is super cool, mm-hmm. Rhydon, and Tyranitar, getting those top tiers back. For tier 5, we still have Heatran, and then we have the EX raid boss of the Deoxys attack form. Which we can confirm is paper thin, and you yes. sneeze at it, it dies. Glass, glassiest glass cannon. Yes. It did get through one of each of our Pokemon, I think, before yeah. the six wow, of us that, that is... were there took it down. Mm-hmm. That's it. He didn't even get through my first Pokemon. Oh, really? Really? I'm just bad. Uh, <laughs> it got through one of mine. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I will say I do miss the Absol. I do. Absol is pretty. I think they should have another way for us to get Absol besides in these raids. Maybe it'll come back in the next raid boss regen. Even then, though, it's a four star raid. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst. Because it feels like (laughs) unless somebody needs it, no one's coming out to do a four-star. I feel like we talked about that two shows ago. Yeah. Yeah. You can solo Tyranitar and you can solo Rhydon, I think. No, you can't. Really? No, you can can solo Tyranitar (laughs) if you are the best player in the world. Right. Someone posted a video on Reddit. Wow. Six 100% Machamps did it. Maxed out. But only with perfect dodging. And Wow. Oh. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, the video is intense. Ain't no one got time for that. Yeah, can you imagine how many of those he had to try to get that to work out? Mike, he gosh. said it only took him three tries, at least for that raid. Okay. Well, three tries for that raid, but I'm sure he had to like practice prior to that on other ones. Every Tyranitar raid. I mean those raids right. in and of itself. It's Subscribe to every Tyranitar raid channel. Yes, exactly. That's hilarious. And in the spirit of this, before we move on to the gear up section, there is on Pokemon Go Hub kind of this really great Meltan research task cheat sheet that we'll link to you guys as well. That goes through the specific research tasks you should be looking for depending on what you're looking for. I like that. Yep. At your steps for the quest. I like that. We'll go through that again in its entirety here today. But I would encourage you, especially if you're stuck in a particular step during that quest, mm-hmm. now is the time to finish it up, which is what they decide to do kind of retroactively with these tasks is put those rewards in there to help you guys close those specific gaps you've got going on. So if it's fossil Pokemon, figure out which ones those you need. Um, if it's a Cubone, figure out which task you need for that. 
That's all right there. Again, we'll have it linked in the show notes, which you can also find on our website, gocastpodcast.com. That being said, it's a lot of news. You did a lot of talking there, Chris. Yeah. Yikes. A lot of high-speed news delivery. I, sorry, I'm just trying to get us, you know, uh, <laughs> through these things. A good clip. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get into Gear Up. So this week, we didn't even mention it, but we're going to have a community day this Saturday. It's going to be Totodile. Who doesn't How love did little... we miss uh, that? Well, we were just we we're so absorbed in everything else. And all of the other it's news. Okay. Yeah, there were a couple it's okay. Of we have kind of plenty of time here. Side. Yeah, we have plenty of time here to talk about Totodile, but more specifically for me, we're going to be talking about Feraligatr. This one is more like PSA. Let people know this one's not going to be a useless community day, Ooh. unlike the previous starter Pokemon. I mean, Charizard was okay, just outshined, but Feraligatr, if he gets Hydro Cannon. Gonna get Hydro Cannon. I don't know if it was confirmed, but let's be honest. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna be Hydro Cannon. Yeah. Shout out to Tass in the Discord who brought this relevancy to our attention. Yes. He actually linked to Pokemon Go Press, I believe it was. Yeah, Game Pokemon Press? Go dot Game Press and their, yeah. their DPS calculator. He actually put in Hydro Cannon for for Alligator and then brought it to our attention that with Hydro Cannon, for Alligator will be the second best double water type attacker in the game he's only going to be dwarfed by kyogre in that aspect of course it's a it's a big gap because kyogre is very tanky yes and for alligator is not so much mm-hmm. but that doesn't diminish for alligator any which i think is great i want to see this happen more often and not just for community day i like them bringing these like fan favorites to a level of relevancy and use i want a whalemer community day Oh, right? That would be great. You had Come it. On. It was no, a Whalemer Community Month. <laughs> so and you, you know, know what it. I really want? I want in this next generation of Pokemon that are coming out at the end of this year, I want there to be a baby Whalemer. I want there <gasps> to be... Because Wh- Whalelord's kind of like a big tube, right? And then Whalemer is like a sphere, but he's like kind of squished, almost Whalemer like a rugby be? ball. And I want a perfectly spherical... Yeah, he'd be a tiny perfect, little thing. Yeah. Like a puffer fish that's always puffed and no spikes and a bigger smile. He is 99% smile. (laughs) Yeah. That would be creepy. Oh, my God. I would love that. Just a perfect sphere with a giant smile across the entire face of it. No Mm -hmm. fins either. Just just just, just just rolls through the ocean. Yeah. I should get a Whalemer tattoo. You should. That's what I should do. Let's do it. Okay. Great. I'm going to tattoo a Whalemer on you. That's what I mean by let's do it. Oh, no. Yep. No, well, no. Let's, yep. I'll hang on a second. No, thank what? you. Is it hard to do? I'll, I'll get a Whalemer tattoo, not by you. Not by my hand. No. <laughs> okay. If you complete 500 raids of summer, I will get a Whalemer tattoo. Okay. I will do it. So, all right. That, that's it. <laughs> that's shake on it. Okay. There you are. Dang. <laughs> wow. Okay. Perfect. Done. No, but, right. but yeah, I think it's really great that Feraligatr is going to be relevant again. I think they did a really good job with Charizard, Blast Burn. Even Blastoise to a degree, you can only do so much with his base stats, but Hydro Cannon still did wonders for him in his base DPS level. The same thing for Venusaur. Venusaur with Frenzy Plant is it's not too bad. Especially it's not. in PvP, Blast Burn, Hydro Cannon, and Frenzy Plant have the highest damage per turn of all charge moves, I believe. Yeah, I think it's uh, energy efficiency. So... They have uses, and that's exciting. So it's it's going to be exciting going forward from that. Sure, yeah. 
So speaking of Feraligator and the excitement therein, uh-huh. how about Pokalore? Huh? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Totodile, Croconaw, and Feraligator. They're all known as the Big Jaw Pokemon. Do you think that's because they're like alligators? Big Jaws. The big Jaws. Maybe. Big Jaws. Maybe. They couldn't be like the alligator <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, maybe. Crocodile Pokemon. Yeah. Crocodiles. Crocodile, alligator. I don't know. Either way. So Totodile resembles a bipedal blue crocodile with red spines on its back and tail. The spine on its back is larger with additional ridges. Totodile's head is large with ridges above its eyes. I feel that. Much of the head size is composed of Totodile's snout and strong jaws. There are two visible teeth on the tip of its upper jaw and two rows of three teeth on each side of its lower jaw. On its chest is a yellow, somewhat V-shaped pattern that extends to its arms with lines bisecting the pattern. Totodile has five sharp claws on and three toes. Its eyes are red and surrounded by a dark blue or black pattern. Totodile tends to be playful by nature and has a habit of biting anything it sees, including its trainer. In the wild, Totodile prefers to live along the edges of bodies of water. Charming. Mm-hmm. So it's evolution there. The second evolution is Croconaw. He is a medium-sized bipedal crocodilian Pokemon with a blue and yellow body. Croconaw has three clusters of red spikes on its body, one with three points on its head like a crest, one with two points on its back, and a diamond-shaped spike on its tail. Black markings surround its eyes, and its lower jaw is yellow and pronounced. Its chest has an asymmetrical yellow pattern resembling a spotted animal skin. I thought he was wearing like a... Like like what they used to have in the Flintstones. Yeah. Like a vest? No, like no. An, like an animal hide that almost looks like a toga. Oh, I thought he was. No. I thought he was legitimately wearing one, like a toga, just like animal cloth. You know, <laughs> oh. animal skin cloth. No, it's just fashion. That that's that's his. That's, that's his, his body. Belly. <laughs> that's his, his belly. <laughs> Although Croconaw has been described as always having forty-eight fangs lining its mouth, only six are discernible with four visible, and the mouth is closed. Ah, uh, shout out to you animators out there. How has it always been described <laughs> as having forty-eight fangs? That is not the first thing I think of. Um, I don't know. 48 fangs. I have no idea. I've actually never put my head in a crocodile's right, mouth right. to double check. But when I do, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Huh. Interesting. And then the last evolution, the one we're really excited about, is for Alligator. He is a bulky bipedal crocodilian Pokemon that is primarily blue with accents of red and yellow. A notable feature of Fur Alligator is its large, powerful jaws that are able to bite and lock down on opponents. Three pointed teeth are visible when Fur Alligator closes its mouth, two from the lower jaw and one from the top. Fur Alligator intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth. Fur Alligator has three sets of spikes on its body, one on its head, one on its back, and one near the tip of its tail. The one on its back appears particularly prominent due to its size and the bulk of Feraligator's shoulders. It has a bisected V-shaped yellow pattern between its thighs. Feraligator has a large scale on its arm, tail, and legs. When hunting or fighting, Feraligator is agile and fast due to its powerful hind legs that are used to kick the ground hard and charge. So how tall is Feraligator actually? Because he's terrifying. Uh, He's huge. I think he's tall. Yeah, he's pretty big. I don't Um, think he's like massive, but... My favorite thing about Feraligator, uh, aside from... He's 7'7". Oh, dang! He's tall! He is 7'7". Aside from having a 100% Feraligator, um, I think he's really rad because he looks like he's laying down even though he's standing up. And that really is... That (laughs) really is the dream. No, he has the the steroid arms where it's like your arms are too big to put down. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're constantly at right angles because... They're too bulky for yeah. you to put down. He's great. And if you click on him, he just yells because life is pain, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
So for alligator stats aren't too bad. Um, his max CP is 2857. His attack is 205, which puts him at rank 115 out of 516. Um, he's actually at the same attack level as Vaporeon, but his defense isn't as good and his offense's moves aren't as good. But he's about the same level as Vaporeon there. Um, defense is 188 and stamina is 198. So he's really not too bad. He's kind of on the upper tier of things. Um, as long as you can get the water gun and hydro pump combo, those are his best attack moves. Um, and we will as of be right now. Yeah, and we will be able to do the hydro pump combo hopefully on community day. But isn't isn't and i know that tass was talking about this in discord i believe he said that water gun is actually legacy mm-hmm. yeah so i think we're gonna, learn waterfall. we're gonna get waterfall waterfall is yep. the backup one which kind of stinks is water gun is actually way better than right. waterfall <laughs> oh well mm-hmm. but he has a pretty good spread of moves because he can do ice water and dark um so you can get a bite hydro pump combo you can get water gun ice beam you can get bite crunch um so he has a few different things going on there which can make him a little bit of a better attacker but it's not extremely great the waterfall hydro pump is going to be pretty much your go-to for that sounds good to me yeah good deal he's a big dude he is big guy he's a big dude yeah (laughs) how about the pokepole huh so last week's question from listener valdo was what's your best or most proud catch of 2018 we kind of talked about a lot of our favorite Pokemon memories, too, which was pretty great. And these answers are kind of all over the board, too. Yeah. Saran says, caught him in a research task. Perfect IV, first ever Charmander. I played when the game first came out, but stopped playing and started up again this year. Always wanted a Charmander. I walked and walked and walked and raided a ton to get the candy needed and finally made him a Charizard just before the announcement of the December event to get him Blastburn. I've kept him at 2497 as my main Ultra League battler, and he's also the first Pokemon I've taught second charge move to, which is Dragon Claw, and it's perfect for PvP. He even gave us a picture. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That 15, 15, 15, though. Yeah. Nice. So Andy Shame said... about mine... that Blastburn. Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably. Andy said mine would have to be my shiny Roserade. I caught it this summer while the shiny Rosalia was introduced, and I got it at a nearby Walmart. Oh, bargain. But not only is it shiny, it's also 91% IV, best stat being attack. And since I stocked up so much on Rosalia candy, I've powered it up to be nearly max. It has a great moveset, and the shiny form looks gorgeous. And we got a picture on that too, and it does look really great. That's cool. Yeah, it is really great. Jason says caught a shiny Alolan Raichu from a raid with the kids. Trent says, less about this Pokemon specifically, unknown uh, letter O, and more about the event I was at, honestly. Went to the Worlds this year with my brothers and had a blast watching the championships and playing Go. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Faldo said his best catch was a shiny Shinx. Baker Boy says, easy. The big guy only started in March. Finding him in the wild was extreme. And he's talking about this Venusaur that he gave us a picture of, too. It's maxed out. Mm -hmm. It's It's a a big big guy. guy. Uh (laughs) Terry Wolf says, my best proud catch is hitting 100 million XP, breaking 100,000 catches and Pokestop spins. Terry Wolf, powering through it. See, that's what you need to do now that you're level 40. You need to just start trying to beat him on everything. No, that's okay. I think I I I don't need to do that. Um, I didn't put the name down, but this next one is from Tass. So Tass said, caught this beauty during Hurricane Lane. We are expecting Category 4... Category 4 force winds, but thankfully due to the northern wind shear, the hurricane ripped apart. Everything was closed, but I braved the rain to do a ho-ho raid and got lucky. So he got a shiny ho from a hurricane raid. It's beautiful. Which it's is nice. awesome. 12, 10, 15, but if it's shiny, who cares? 
BudBearNate says, my only Kyogre. I took a long hiatus from Pogo, most of 2017 and half of 2018, returning shortly after the start of this year's water festival. The second day after returning, I walked out of my office to a group of folks about to start a raid. I asked to join, caught my first legendary, found and joined my first local community group, and reignited my love for Pogo. Oh, awesome. That was That's great. what it's like. Yeah. So this week's Pokepole, what are your goals for Toto Dial Community Day? Pretty easy one. Kyle, what about you? Well... My main goal is to... I'm going to write this down, okay. by the way. Oh, so, no. Uh, no, so these tre- don't count as part of our goals. Tread why? No, these are, is, uh, these are literally mean, our goals for... To, no. This will be an addition to... Oh, my goodness. Talk <laughs> sparingly, <laughs> Kyle. Talk sparingly. My, my primary goal is to stay warm during this community day because it's just found out it's supposed to snow. What a great so goal. That's... How achievable. Mm, stay warm. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about the actual goals at the end of the episode. Like our shiny counts and stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so stay warm. Great. Put that notepad down, Chris. No, I can't help that. I gotta <laughs> Put write it, it down. all down. I, gotta, I wrote stay warm down. How, how non-malicious well. is that? There's nothing sinister about trying to stay warm. Not so bad. I did write a category on the side the next door names for shiny counts, but uh, that's for uh, that's for a later time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what about you? What are you going to do? Stay warm sounds good. Okay, I'll put you down for stay warm. See, now I don't want to talk about it because I'm... Anything okay, well, I can I'll say, say will, something more will be that. used against me in the court of Pogo. Okay. All right. The court of Pogo. <laughs> what are you adding, Kyle? To try and find somewhere indoors to play. Because yeah. every event I've done has been outdoors. And I think I might try try the indoor route this, mm-hmm. this month. Indoors a good call. I was saying Navy yes. Pier. Navy Pier sounds good. Navy Pier or Woodfield Mall. One of those two. Maybe. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my goal is also going to be to stay warm. I'm going to try to do this event whether or not we actually find a place to go to. Mm-hmm. My main goal is to just participate as much as possible. Sure. I don't care if it's indoor, if it's outdoor, whatever I have to do, I'm going to be participating. Okay. So I'm going to give it my all for all three hours. Dial. Yes, I do. I'm going to get a bunch of them, man. But we'll talk about shiny counts later. Don't want to have myself. Yeah. So let us know what your goals are for the community day this Saturday and go ahead and give us the real goals and Chris won't hold them against you. I won't. You're right. I won't. Um, I'll just encourage you when you succeed. And if you fall short, uh, you can just roll it over to next week, which is what we do here. I don't know why you guys feel as though I'm out to get you. I'm just trying to add a little bit of structure to our game playing. Uh-huh. Whoopsie doozles. Um, what? Whoopsie doozles. If you want to go ahead and respond to this week's Pokeball, which was what are your goals for Total Out Community Day? You can go ahead and send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com or I'll post that question on Facebook, Twitter, or if you're in our Discord because you're a donating patron of at least $1 a month. Woo. By the way, thanks, guys. I love our Discord. Our Discord's great. It's fantastic. Um, you can answer those questions at any of those other places as well. Speaking of email, let's get into email. the email here. I want to do this first one from Valdo. Hey, Valdo. I hope to catch all shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Whoa. It's been hard, <laughs> but I have 90% of the shiny decks with 61 different shinies. No way. My question is, how many different shinies do you have and which do you want the most? Oh. I work in an office and I'm off Saturdays and Sundays. I have more time than most people. Hope all of you have a great 2019. So mm. why don't we take a moment? Let's let's open up our, our um, storage here. And let's take a look at how much shinies we got going on. So for my shiny decks, I've got, I'm really missing the Bulbasaur line. The Bulbasaur line is Are the one Are we counting that, uh, duplicates? <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about like, um, 
I'm at least not going to count all of mine. I'm just going to talk about the oh, spread honey. that I have. I've got a really good fair amount of just about every single community day shiny, except for the ones that I didn't get to participate in. So again, I'm missing all of the Bulbasaur line. I don't even have one of them. I'm really sad about that. Charmander's complete, Squirtle's complete in every version of his form, sunglasses or not. Thanks, Kyle, for making that happen. And I've got like some some rare ones like Caterpie, Geodude, Shelter, stuff like that. I don't know. I think I'm doing okay. I, I don't have anywhere near 90% completion like he does, but I've got a fair amount. I'm not embarrassed about it. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the shiny chart that they put out for 2018. Okay. I'm missing any of the Caterpie line. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that link. Okay. Yeah. I don't have the Caterpies. I don't have the Sandshrews. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> There's always a lot more out than you think that there are. Yeah, it was like wow. Are we gonna count all of these? the platform Pikachu's. You don't have to. You really don't have to. I'm just kind of giving a generic idea of where I'm at. Okay, so I don't have the Growlithe. I don't have Nidoran, Geodude, Muck, Shelter, <laughs> Magmar. I, I don't have like a good chunk of them. I think I have all of the Gen ones except for Caterpie though and Nidoran. So I have like probably forty or fifty percent. I think. I think that's where I'm at. I'm 99 shinies, exactly. Are you doing duplicates? Yes, that's oh, okay. just that's just how many shinies I have in my okay. bag. This is quite the involved question. I don't know, man. This kind of raises the question about the discussion about uh, living decks and whether or not getting all the shinies is like a good way to go or not. But I think it's kind of up to you to decide what you want to do with this or not. But 90% shiny decks completion with 61 different unique shinies is really impressive. I don't think I can even come close to comparing to that. 99 shinies for sure, but, you know, 12 of them are Eevees and, like, you know, yeah. 15 of them are Beldums and stuff like that. Like I have uh, 41 unique shinies, I think. I counted that correctly. But I have 89 total shinies. Wow, I have good 81 deal. total shinies. It's those Chikorita. <laughs> it really <laughs> is those Chikorita. <laughs> You're a little top-heavy there, man. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, as for the second half, though, the one that I want the most is got to be Shiny Swablu. You still okay. don't have one yet? Uh, nope. Man. Nope. Okay. Still shiny waiting. Swablu. That'll be a goal for a future time. Oh, dear. Yeah. Ness, what, which Shiny do you want the most that you don't have? I would like the Shiny Growlithe, I think, hmm. that Kyle just got. That would be nice. So, Kyle, a question for you. If Ness got a Shiny Swablu, would you trade her your Shiny Growlithe for your Swablu, or do you not want it that much? No. Because I'm just trying to gauge the one. I I want the shiny Swablu so I can trade it to my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, that's very selfless of you. Also, shiny Drifloon. I think I would like a shiny Drifloon. Yeah, yeah let's go. Who on. doesn't want that? Yeah. What about you, Chris? Shiny Bulbasaur. I think okay. only because I'm taking it very personally that I don't have it yet. Apparently. Um, but I think once I get it, I would be like set. I'd be good. I could okay. just stop playing Pokemon Go. You know what I mean? Forever. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> mm -hmm. But every single time I click on a Bulbasaur, just because of the way that the coloration is for the shiny, I'm always like, I don't know, is this shiny? I don't really know. So it's always like a heartbreak whenever I click on a Bulbasaur. And I don't want to feel that way about Bulbasaur anymore. It's Bulbasaur. He's supposed to be happy. Great. An old friend from 91. You know what I mean? Come on. Well, we hope we uh, answered your question in its entirety there, Valdo. Uh, the next email is from Dylan Hopwood. Ness, why don't you give it a read? Hey, everyone. I found your podcast on Spotify in early December 
salads for everybody that episode and have loved listening in whenever i'm at the gym listening to your latest episode where you talked about the evie brothers in the anime reminded me of the electric tales of pikachu manga there was a similar storyline somewhere in there with four brothers owning the respective evolutions but instead of an evolution party it was actually more of a cultist ritual situation which was much darker <laughs> can't wait to hear how your hashtag 500 raids of summer goes have a great day from australia dylan i'm having a great day now because it's not summer yet <laughs> gosh well thanks Dylan. thanks for writing in uh yeah the evie brothers in every iteration are creepy they are yeah. they're they're a bit controlling they're a bit creepy i'm not a big fan okay okay give me the heebie jeebies man the heebie eevees the evie jeebies <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you want to give the next email a read here kyle yeah from luke torvel hey go cast crew I've been having an issue in recent weeks where a Pokemon appears on the screen, I catch it, and when the stat screens come up directly after the catch, it's a totally different Pokemon. What? Really? It has happened quite a few times. I'm wondering if this happens to any of you. Best wishes, Luke. I don't think I've ever had that happen. No. Definitely really? not. No. Okay. I don't so, think so I did some research on this okay. because I promised him I would after I read the email. I said, hey, we'll talk about this on the show. So what I found out is that this is symptomatic of, well, bad luck, first of all, but the actual underlying causes in the programming of the game happens to people with older phones mm -hmm. more often than not. But what that means is that it has to do something. And this is all kind of hearsay. You know, I'm not an engineer or anything like that. But this is what I found out online from other people that are saying this rather conclusively. If you are catching a Pokemon and then when you come out of that catch screen, the weather has changed. That means the spawns have changed. Anything that causes the spawns to change, whether it's an event, a time period, if the thing times out and turns into something else, if the weather changes and the spawn pools change, stuff like that, that will cause the Pokemon that you see visually to change because the Pokemon identity at the timestamp when you refresh to come back from that catch will say it's then a different Pokemon in the catch screen. That seems very specific. Yeah. It actually happens rather frequently is what people are saying. Really? Yes. And if you have an older phone or if you're in a space that has spotty coverage, mm -hmm. you'll find this happens a lot more often because what you see visually on the screen is actually not an accurate representation of what is there at the moment. Oh, okay. So it's a lag. It just is a representation yeah. of a data point or data sure. set that's there at the time. So it's a visual lag between what the code is actually showing and then what the, the visual display right. is showing and the most heartbreaking example and the most common example of this is at the end of community day yes. let's say the event ends at 4 p.m like mm -hmm. it does for us if you click on something at 359 i remember and you don't catch it until 401 if it was a shiny mm -hmm. a lot of times it'll it's not change shiny. back yeah which is a bummer yeah but sometimes it works in people's favor sometimes it doesn't but mm -hmm. that's kind of what i found out so if you guys haven't had this happen to you before nope Nope. I mean, I've avoided catching anything at the end of a community day, though, because of that. I knew yes. that would happen. Yeah, I've had it happen once. I had, I think, a Chikorita turn into a Meowth once, <laughs> and it was really odd. But but also fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never had it happen like frequently enough where I'm like, wow, this is something that's happening a right. lot. I kind of wonder what's going on. But yeah, hopefully, Luke, that answers your question. The next email here is from Pidgey Grabba. Hey, GoCast fam. It's Pidgey Grabba again. What's the luckiest species of Pokemon you have encountered? My top three. Eevee, 100% Vaporeon from a raid. Two Hundo Eevees while encountering a research task. Additionally, seven that are 96 to 98% IVs. That's a lot of really great Eevees. Mm -hmm. 
Second, Electabuzz, 98 and 96% Electabuzz. They were hatches before Electa Kid. 98, 98, 96 Elekid hatches. Lastly, a 98% Electabuzz Lucky Trade. Third one is Groudon, 96 and 98% out of five total raids done. Nice. Wow. I've only caught three during their raid times. <laughs> the first time they were out, the 96% was the only one I got out of the two raids, sub-zero attempts, and struggled to find community to raid with during that time. His runner-up is Magikarp. He's got a one 100% Gyarados, two 98s, one 96, and the rare zero IV Magikarp. Hey. He doesn't have a shiny yet, but that's quite a spread. Um, love the show, and I'll keep tuned. Best from Pidgey Grabber. And he also submitted this basically as a Pokepole. And I did, Pidgey Grabber, I did promise we, we were going to talk about it this week as a Pokepole. But we did decide that this was kind of like a larger discussion. worth. It was worthy of a larger discussion than just like kind of like a rapid fire mm-hmm. responses. So I did move it back to the email section for you. That being said, why don't we go ahead and tackle this question? Do you guys have any idea what you would say in response to what your luckiest species Pokemon is. I think mine, like oddly enough, has been Mewtwo. All of the Mewtwo's that I have caught, and I probably have like a good 15 of them now, have been over 90%. I think there was only one that was like an 87, but everything else has been like 92, 94. So I've had pretty good luck with my Mewtwo's. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I don't Ivy check everything, so I don't have a good frame of reference for this one because I only check the stuff that I think is going to be important. So I'm going to say Chikorita because <laughs> caught 21 shiny Chikoritas <laughs> on a community day. And then on the December community day, I caught two more. So it just it Man, didn't stop. They just flocked to you, dude. You're just trying <laughs> to like kick them away. Like, I don't really want you. You're kind of useless. I don't whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I think as far as shinies for me, yeah, it was Chikorita or Beldum. I had a lot of shiny Beldum. Yes. My answer is I only did three Regirock raids. Two of them were 96. The first two I did were 96%, and the third one was 89, which isn't spectacular, but Mm -hmm. given the pool um, of three catches, two 96s is pretty good. So for those of you that don't know. That's two more than you needed to do. It's true. I wanted (laughs) to make sure I had a few to trade people that didn't get them, though. You know what I mean? I had caught the first two as 96s because it was right when it came out. I was like, I'll grab one for Ness in case she can't do the raid. And she ended up, I think Regirock was one of the ones we did the most. Mm-hmm. Besides Regice. Yeah. Yeah. But for those of you that don't know, there's actually an underlying thing with this question that kind of skews it a little bit. Is that when he's talking about the luckiest species, he's not particularly asking about... Lucky Pokemon. Yeah. How many lucky Pokemon you have or what's the tendency for this Pokemon to be lucky for you for whatever reason. He's talking about... IV perfection, so 98%, 96%, whatever. The problem with this question is, while it is a fun question to ask, is that it is kind of slanted towards Pokemon that appear more frequently in other avenues than just catches. Yes. So when you catch a regular Pokemon that is just as an encounter, so let's say Pidgey. Pidgey Mm -hmm. used to be an eggs a very long time ago. Isn't an eggs anymore. Thank goodness. Isn't really a research task reward. Mm-hmm. Is never a raid. You can only catch it out in the wild. The way that the system works for IVs is that it has a bell curve where it's like, you know, 0.2% at 0% and 0.2% at 100%. And it goes up towards the middle and it crests at the top. And that's where you're going to see most of your IV spread is going to be around 50, 60% is a flat bell curve. That bell curve migrates to the right in hatches, 
raids and research task encounters where the floor is not 0% for IVs. It's actually like 70 or 80% depending on the Pokemon or whatever you're doing. So some of the Pokemon that you encounter in raids more frequently or even if they're just raid only or hatch only will inherently be more likely on average to have a higher IV most of the time. All so right. it kind of disqualifies those more common types of Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. So that's just the math behind it. So yeah. that's why you're always going to hear if, some, if somebody asks this question, the answer is probably almost always going to be like a raid Pokemon, like a tier five raid Pokemon mm -hmm. or something like My that. Me too. Yeah, because that's the one that people <laughs> do more often and those IVs are skewed positive. Yes. That being said, 0% are then the rarest thing in this entire game. So now I need to get a 0% Mewtwo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you can't, unfortunately. You can if you trade it. No, because the minimum for trade value is 3, 3, 3, 3. Oh, is it really? Mm. Yeah. And if it's lucky, it's 12, 12, 12. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. I've gotten a 33% so. Mewtwo from a trade before. So that might have been near the That's near like the floor then. bottom. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I did just transfer it right away because who wants to hold on to that? If we're talking about actual lucky Pokemon, though, I have two lucky Caesar, two lucky Typhlosions, two lucky Kadabras, and two lucky Venusaurs. I don't have more than two of any height, though. Mm. You and I did go through a streak of just getting bunches of lucky I think lucky we got Bulbasaurs. seven luckies in a row yes, on that one. In particular, you have one lucky of each Bulbasaur line Pokemon, yes. don't you? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting kind of in the same area as you are with the luckies because we the kind of traded like for like. Like for like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sent any good luckies there, Kyle, just while we're talking about this? Uh, Yeah. I have uh, the lucky shiny Gengar from... Gengar oh, Day. that's right. So who doesn't want that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have a uh, a Lucky Machamp. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I don't have a Lucky Machamp yet. That's a good one. I do. It's a low level, though. Well, it's like level 15, so. You could dump some, you know, candies into that guy, some Stardust. Does yeah. he have counter dynamic bunch? He doesn't. He knows close combat, so. Ooh, well. And I have one charge TM, so that's why he's sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't do that quite yet. No. <laughs> right, let's move on to our last email here so we can wrap this show up because we're running kind of long. This last one's from David Keller. Ness, you want to read this one? Go cast crew. While I was only able to do half of my goals, I got a Cubone by doing the research quest for it. Now I have to find the next ones. I was not able to get 200,000 XP. But here's a question for you. Do you think they will keep GoFest the same as last year or change it? I was not able to get tickets for it, but I did go up with some friends to walk around Chicago to catch and raid. They had a lot of fun with it, and I'm planning on taking the day off work and working with many computers to try and get tickets this time. If I'm not successful again, I will go up again just to walk around. My goal for this week will be to get 100,000 XP and finish my Meltan quest. I'm on eight of nine. Thanks, David. So, GoFest. We were just talking about this, I feel like, two days ago. Whether it was going to be in the same location, if it was going to be kind of the same. I hope it's yeah. still in Chicago. You seem selfishly. rather convinced it's going to be in Chicago again. Chicago is one of the best locations, I, I think, for it. Right. Is, you know, I, at least for the less. U.S., it's in the middle of the country. Yeah. So as far as transit goes, it's kind of in the middle of everything. The only other good place, I feel like, in the Midwest would be St. Louis um, in Forest Park, St. Louis, which be, it would be nice. But the temperatures get outrageous there in the summer, like and the weather, 115, 120 degrees. Yeah. Um, so that would be the only other place I could think of in the middle. Otherwise, we'd be kind of going skewing left or right somewhere in the U.S. But I think it'll probably still stay in Chicago because they've had pretty good success with it. I think last year they're starting to get the hang of it. I think so, too. And I was less convinced than you were until you hit me with the argument that, yeah, Chicago is like uniquely 
capable. It's uniquely equipped to handle something like this. Yeah, cap- yeah. capable is also appropriate too, where it's like they have large open parks that are easily securable. Mm-hmm. They have lots of uh, housing that are safe within walking distance of the place. Mm-hmm. Transit to and from that place um, and other places around it are again easily accessible. Because, International airport, right? Two of them. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense, and it's also kind of in the middle of the country. Other places they could do it. What do you guys think? Well, I think that just one of the counter arguments for having GoFest in Chicago, as much as I want it there, is Chicago's expensive. It is. For people who are commuting to come to GoFest, mm-hmm. unlike us, it is very expensive oh, yeah. to, to come in for the weekend and then mm-hmm. leave. That's true. So. I mean, I think that's what happens when you put it in any major metropolis, though. I mean, L.A., New York, Chicago, Washington, you know, anything that way. Otherwise, maybe the Quad Cities would be a good place to put it. Yeah, I was thinking. But that's a bit north. Central Park in New York is really the only spot in New York City that they could do it. And that's but, even more expensive yeah, they, and they condensed. Can't, yeah, they can't that's do that. incredibly expensive. The nice thing about Chicago is that there's like five or six parks that are huge that you could rent that mm-hmm. won't destroy other events that might also be happening in the city at the same time. Yeah, that's why so. I was thinking Quad Cities or St. Louis Forest Park would be the other like Midwestern points. Okay. What about not Midwest? Um, I mean, anywhere? I've thought <laughs> uh, like Houston or an area somewhere mm-hmm. there. It's still central, but it's not, you know, northern central. I don't know what their locale is like for parks and other stuff they have outside, but. There's mm-hmm. a huge park in Denver as well. Yeah. I don't know what the cell phone reception would be like there. They'd have to really stock it up. Yeah. That's the other thing though, too, is that, that Denver is a nice big city. Um, but I don't know if they'd actually have – they'd be comfortable having people walk around more than like maybe a half mile away from that. Yeah. And the housing would also be an issue, I'm assuming, because mm-hmm. hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. There's places I would love to go. I mean, let's see. Columbus would probably be the next best bet. And then Washington, D.C. area is too high security. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I think Chicago is probably the perfect spot for it. So hopefully they have it there again because they had a really Milwaukee. good – yeah, Milwaukee would be nice. Milwaukee, Milwaukee would be good, good too, and it's close good. to close to here. But I don't know if they'd have parks that are big enough to do it. They'd get like the the lounges in there That's and true. stuff like that. They want to have a big walking path. They're not going to do away with the walking path because that solved a lot of reception issues for them. It did have people spread out on two ends and lots of stuff in between to do, so they stop and then just bottle up at either of the ends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it has to be long, and that's why Lincoln Park was uniquely suitable. Mm-hmm. But another aspect of the question, he asked, are they going to keep it the same or change it? Not necessarily just location, but content, you know? I, I think did. Right, like right. The, the, the biomes and stuff, that's that's cool. going to still be there. It's, yeah. it's, there's Hopefully no question. Bigger and or maybe yes. a little bit. They were well constructed for how much time that they had, but that volcano one definitely looked like a kid's science experiment. Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm not going to criticize how it looked so much. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. fair. But... I want to see raids. Yeah, there were no raids last year. None like, around GoFest. I understand why they, they didn't want to do it. I'm sure they were scared to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it wrecked their first one. But I'm hoping with two years experience, they can, you know, raids have been out so long. I want to see raids. It's a great opportunity to introduce something new as well. So... It's true. The I think the only counterargument to the raids thing was really that raids uh, encourage people to bunch up in the same location. Yeah. Okay. 
Here's my thought for oh, changes. Okay. Since we have the team lounges, now we have PvP. So there's going to have to be Ooh. some sort of PvP arena, either in the team lounges or somewhere in between where you can fight other trainers. There yes. has to be. Yes. There has to be. Oh, it would be, be so awesome. cool to have like the actual, you know, physical makeup of a PvP arena and like a Megatron display. Oh man, what if they made like a like a coliseum and then people would walk out <laughs> into like a big soccer field that's basically empty so <laughs> painted lines yeah and they had like a stand there that you could plug your phone into and it would pull the video feed up onto like some big screens that people sitting around could watch and have like mm-hmm. a big tournament oh that'd be so cool very oh, time consuming like though huh? Ooh, like a thing at ravinia oh like an outdoor mm-hmm. stadium festival but didn't place? you say that the stage at the first one was a huge issue the yeah, stage setup. because again, yeah. it was encouraging people to bunch up at one spot. So mm-hmm. they didn't have a central yeah. stage at this last Go Fest. They didn't have merchandise tables. They had giveaways. They had two different lounges for each of them. They mm-hmm. had giveaways at each of the different places. They encouraged you to walk with the research tasks and things like that because you mm-hmm. had to get candy and catch things in different biomes. Yeah. Right. And like an hour into the event, they forced different biomes on either end to encourage people to. Yep spread out right they made one side on the an ice biome and the other side the ground fire, sand, fire ground fire, wasn't that in response to a lack of reception for one or two of the carriers too yes yeah, so people weren't getting their reception in the center so they funneled people to the edges mm-hmm. right right yeah so that's that was pretty cool they there has really to be job. pvp there has to be there, there will be it'll just be interesting to see how they handle it yeah so it'll have to be like face to face because you know the whole ultra fender above sort of thing mm-hmm. merchandise yeah yes. please we need more merchandise or any in the first place that'd be really great take my money <laughs> yes and with that and that's the end of the emails if you guys also have an email you'd like to send to us send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com before we do close out here and do like our end of this end of the show stuff um somebody did write in and ask about us establishing a time to do pvp with some listeners and if you are a longtime listener or a new listener um go ahead and, and shoot us your friend code we'd be happy to add you if you'd like us to so you can email them to us or you know join our discord we have an entire channel for that but we're not going to set up a particular time frame to battle with people because time zones are really really tricky so if you're dying to battle one of us just let us know. Hit us up with an email or something like that. And then um, I'll funnel you to the person that you need to talk to in some capacity. And you guys can set up a time to battle. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, just, you know, ask. And that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. And lastly, before we get out of here, I do want to remind you guys to leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher. If you could, that'd be really fantastic, fast and easy for you. And it means the world to us. Shout out to a couple of people that left some awesome five-star reviews on iTunes this past few weeks. Shout out to you guys. We love you for that. Thank you so much. If you do want to send us an email, again, that's mail at gocastpodcast.com. Our website is gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the gocastpodcast. And if you're feeling so inclined, you can also help keep our show afloat, going, all that good stuff, and get some cool stuff out of it, such as Discord access, we do some really fun uh, monthly extra podcasts called GoCast EX. The first month we did it, it was a trivia-based show. Mm-hmm. And this last one we just did was we we made and drew and designed Pokemon from suggestions from a listener pool of patrons. That yep. was a lot of fun. That was a, a live video. Yes, we did make a video for that. And we're excited to do more fun stuff like that in the future every month for you guys. So thanks so much for making that happen. But if you want to join our great group of patrons we got going on that's patreon 
P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast. All right. Last but not least, not least at, at all, it's goal time, baby. Goal time. Mm-hmm. Nobody's making eye contact no. with me. <laughs> Ness, Ness is staring in the opposite direction and Kyle, even through the internet, can't even look at it. He's like staring at his lap. He's like, nobody wants to be called on. You want me to go me, I'm first just for spinning once? the poker stop. It's okay. Oh, that's fair. Do you want me to go first? I never go first. I always make one of you guys go first. Yeah, you go first. All right. So for my shiny count for Toto Dial, mm-hmm. as always, I'm going to highball it so I can be disappointed next week and have something interesting to talk about. Cool. I'm going to say 10. Okay. I'm going to say at least 10. I usually say greater than 10. This is going to be at least 10. Okay. So 10 and up. Mm-hmm. For my regular goals this week, it's going to be uh, hatch more eggs. Mm-hmm. I want to hatch uh, at probably around 50 again. And... I want to evolve one of the new generation four Pokemon. So that's okay. either going to be a what's the crow gunk one again? Uh it's Toxicroak. Toxicroak or Drapion or Bronzong or whatever we got going on with that one. So one of those guys. Is that all for you? It is. All right, Kai, I want to go next. Sure. Shiny count first. <sighs> okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to keep my shiny count conservative because I'm going for this indoor route and I haven't done that before. So I want three. I want, okay. I want that bare minimum three. Mm-hmm. Hoping for more though. I'm going to stick to the 200,000 experience because it's something that I can like, I can maintain with friends and stuff like that. Good deal. And I'm not stopping because this one's going to stay on my list. I want a Croagunk at some point. It's going to happen. I have an extra one for you if you need it. It doesn't, it's not the same though. That's fair. That's maybe, That's maybe true. to complete it, but it's not the same. Okay. Ness, shiny count first. Okay, shiny count. I'm going to go for five. Ooh. Yeah. Greater than or equal to five. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm going to go with, see, since I have a full week. You can only have stay warm. Yes. <laughs> since I have a full week and community day, I'm going to go for 300,000 XP. Oh my gosh. Stay warm is great. Yes. Do you want to stay warm twice? Yes. Okay. I would like to stay warm twice. Okay. Uh, Separate occasions. And then catch some more Gen 4s. Can I get a maybe a Sinnoh badge commitment out of that? You're sitting at what again? What? What's your Sinnoh badge at? 42. You want to say like 43 or 44? Yeah, let's do 44. Okay. 44. Perfect. Well, it's going to be quite an interesting week. I know. I like how now that I've hit level 40... I have to be much more creative. You do. Like hatching <laughs> eggs and stuff like that. And you guys are just like 200,000 experience, 300,000 experience. Okay. It's um, an important part. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's less interesting. I'm just saying it's cool to see that we have quite a bit of variation now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fun. Cool. So if you guys also have goals that you're trying to accomplish this week, go ahead and send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear about them or, you know, drop us a line any other way you'd like. But we'll see you guys on the other side of this fantastic community day with this meta-relevant standing-up bipedal alligator Pokemon uh, next episode. And until then, stay warm, I guess, just like everybody else. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.